2: We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for blessing us thoroughly, Lord, and Mm -hmm. just giving us the ability to worship you, Lord, and that we're part of your grand plan, Lord. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I also just thank you for providing for us, Lord, and just being you, Lord, and showing us how we should worship you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus'
0: mighty
1: name, amen.
0: Amen. Well, good morning and welcome. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the word in the book of Acts. And we are still in chapter 26 and continuing looking at the first 20, uh, for, yeah, first 25 verses. So I want to encourage you now, if you're either just joining us or want to refresh on those scriptures, to take the time and opportunity to reread through that and just become reacquainted or re-familiar with what's discussed there to help further along further aid you in the discussion this episode amen 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 Amen. all right and at this time we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what holy spirit is speaking and ministering to you and of course to ask any questions that you might have so who'd like to begin i would all right layla
2: So what the Lord was showing me um, and highlighting in verse 19, where Paul was telling Agrippa that he wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision and to what Jesus had told him. While it's not directly stated here that um, what I'm about to say, it's implied that Paul was telling Agrippa that he was not now going to be disobedient because of what um, Festus and Agrippa have said slash done he was up he was obedient up until this point and he was going to continue in that and how that ties to us today we should be the same way we should be obedient all the way through our um walk here on the earth and our walk with the lord it shouldn't be that we're obedient to a point and then when it looks like things are going in our favor with the world that we switch over and become somebody else
1: Hmm.
0: or what about this Take the easy route. So, we talked a lot in here about how, whether it's Festus or whoever, right? but especially Festus, was just saying, Hey, I expect a bribe without maybe necessarily saying it. But it was written in here that he was looking for a bribe and he would have set him free, right? Yes. But doesn't this serve as the greater testimony? So even though when a seemingly easier route presents itself, as Paul said, up to this point, I have been obedient to the Lord. I have maintained the heavenly vision, what the Lord says and what he requires of me, right? Yes. Doesn't that serve as a far greater testimony or as it said in other places in scripture, you are the epistle read by all men, or he says it, you are our epistles read by all men. So doesn't that serve as a greater testimony, a witness, especially when you examine it with any other religion? Because oftentimes it's used, whatever the tenets of that religion are, to say that they're doing the will of whatever God they serve. However, when you get down to the core of it, you'll find that almost every time, the easier route is always taken. Whenever there's some way that there can be an advantage or put me in a more advantageous place or location or standing, status, whatever it is, you'll find it is all but always taken. I know we don't like to deal in absolutes, Mm -hmm. right? However, is that not usually the case?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Or there's some other corruption or um, perversion underneath it. Um, in order to, to position
0: I, himself at a greater mm-hmm, place, that, yes.
1: Identify false
0: religions, absolutely. But here, Paul is saying, no, 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 I've done what the Lord has asked me to do. Doesn't it, in a, in a sense, far lesser scale, look like Jesus in the garden? Mm-hmm. I've maintained this up to this point, all right? Jesus says, Father, if there's any other way, you know, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Right. Yes. So yes, removing those, uh say, his own flesh from the situation, or sub- getting it under control, subduing it, having it submit to the will of the Lord, as what separates, or should separate, that a key identifying mark or contributor of a true disciple of Christ. Yes. So I'm glad you brought that point up there, Layla. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? What's your other um, Charles.
3: What the Lord was speaking to me, he reminded me of, as you were saying, Leila, um, how we tend to view the things of the Lord, or we think we have to do something different. We don't want to maintain what the Lord has given us. And the Lord reminded me of how, um, if you look at all the stuff that Paul is talking about, all, the Greeks believed in all these things. But as soon as Paul said it, then it became an issue for Festus. If anybody else had said it, as you're saying, Lila, or and mommy, we we don't want to the flesh doesn't want to comprehend or actually acknowledge what the Lord's saying and acknowledge that as truth. We want what we want and we don't want to be I say smacked in the head with our own sins. And you can see the same is occurring with the grip on Festus. Festus is now trying to pass it off as crazy nonsense, but he believes the exact same thing. But he doesn't believe in the way that Paul's trying to explain to him the way and the truth. And the Lord brought brought me to 1 Kings 22, um, where it talks about the different prophets that were prophesying to Ahab. One was um, Micaiah, then all the other ones were telling him, Ahab, to go up to Ramoth Gilead and that he'd go and prosper. But Micaiah said he will not and he was actually listening to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And how that applies is that in our own lives, we have to be careful to what we're listening for. We're not just supposed to be listening for the thing that confirms what we want to do and saying, Mm -hmm. okay, that's the Holy Spirit. He's providing inward witness. No. What we're supposed to be listening for is the voice of the Lord. If you're doing what's right, he will provide confirmation. But if not, he's going to correct it. And that's something we have to be ready and willing to face. Mm -hmm. I know my own life, sometimes it's hard to admit that my ideas are foolish or that, that they wouldn't work. I want to try to salvage parts of it and say, okay, Lord, but... This part could still work. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think he meant to say um, the Lord was sending outward confirmation. Um, he, the Holy Spirit, does bear inward witness with yeah. us, but not to what we want Him to say. He says what He wants to say. Yes. Um, but oftentimes we look on the outside, which is what Ahab was looking for. All these people telling him what he wanted to hear, and saying words that seem good to him, even if they were a lie. He was relishing it. He would rather hear a lie than hear the truth. And Micaiah was a true prophet of the Lord who spoke what the Lord said. And the Lord, and those words did come to pass.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Trying to manipulate the Lord and scripture by out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, lest something be established. Well, everybody said it. Everybody's in agreement. So it must be. When, no, what the Lord say.
1: Mm -hmm. And he clearly knew that he should have been consulting the Lord. But he chose not to, and he chose to instead hear what ev- the quote unquote everyone else had to say, what the big, what the group had to say, or listening to the lying prophets that he knew were from a false god. But mm-hmm. promise, you had something you wanted to say, darling.
2: Yes. Okay, go for it. Well, as the Charles had said, and as Layla had also said, um, about how Paul was being disobedient to the heavenly vision, how he had to go along with that. The Lord's reminding me of how most times when the Lord is moving inside of our lives, we usually try to do what seems right at the moment. And that's how we try to govern our lives. And the Lord reminded me of the prophet from Judah who got killed by the lion when he was talking. And how the false prophet had said that he saw an angel
1: who told him to come back with him. And he was a lying prophet, not a false prophet. The ones that were talking to Ahab were false prophets. They were from another God. The one that lied to the prophet you're referring to was a lying prophet because later on he got a true word from the lord right yes okay so he just lied and was not telling the truth but yes say on and how well it seemed right at that moment
2: because it seemed like there's confirmation wasn't really right and because he was more so looking for something that seemed right or seemed holy that's what he went with and as a result it costed him and how most times inside of our lives, we also, instead of actually looking for the inward witness, we are more so looking for a
1: physical manifestation or something that looks right. Hmm. Yes, it did cost him. He was actually, when you look down at it, the Lord is the one who discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart. There was a reason that the Lord spoke with him the way that he did and gave him such strict instructions because that's. When you compare what the Lord said to this particular prophet and how he ministered to the other ones, I don't think there was one that that he gave such a strict instruction. If you deviate one iota from the plan that I gave you, it's going to cost your life. And then when the lying prophet came, it seemed that the lying prophet said exactly what the man wanted to hear something that gratified his flesh or his pride or his ego, or something of that nature, and the man was willing to disobey what God spoke to him in light of what someone else said that God spoke to them. We are accountable for what God says to us, right? Yes. And God will never be upset with you if you stay with what he told you to do. But if you went with what somebody else said he told them and he didn't confirm it with you, then you're accountable to him still for what he said to you. So the lying prophet went to the prophet who had received such strict instruction from the Lord and said what the prophet wanted to hear. And he went back with him and then was surprised when a real word from the Lord came forward from the same lying prophet. And now there was um, release of what the Lord had told him would happen if he disobeyed his instruction. And so the prophet was like, oh, man. But then. The Lord knows what's in our heart, and that's a a part of humanity, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That is a part of sin being in the world, and it is for us to make sure that we examine our own hearts and we don't feign ignorance about what's on the inside of us. The Lord knew that prophet wanted accolades or he wanted recognition. And the Lord is not opposed to giving recognition. But like Balaam, who was willing to sell God out for being recognized and receiving wealth and rewards and riches from Balak, this gentleman should have waited for the Lord. Correct? Yes. Yes. And, And be aware of what was on the inside of him and guarded against it the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life are trouble that's common to man temptation arenas that are common to man even the lord was tempted in all the points like we but without sin he prevailed and no we're never going to be absolutely sinless but we don't have to walk in sin we don't have to live in sin and we don't and we should not be ignorant of what little secret things are in us, and we should work to uproot them. So Paul here is absolutely taking that opportunity not to be indulged by trying to bribe his way out, or save his own skin, or find a way to have high esteem or any of those things, which actually he was looking for as a part of the Pharisees. But he stayed the course, holding himself accountable, buffeting his own flesh, so that he would not be found um, wanting in the Sight of his Lord and Savior, but he could have confidence and boldness,
0: Mm -hmm. as we all should, right? It's a it's a good example for each of us, and and also what you were saying, honey, letting the Lord establish us. Oftentimes, many like to, I'll say, operate off the same playbook, and unfortunately, it's not always the word. Mm -hmm. But it also demonstrates where our faith, hope, and trust is in. Is it on man-made ideas? And quote unquote, get rich quick schemes, or right, any anything of that sort. How to grow your your audience or your <laughs> whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. The things that are appeasing to the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Or do we just trust the Lord? That and, and and I say trust the Lord, but have faith in Him to the point of the outcome is up to the Lord. The results are His. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to look like whatever the Lord wants it to look like. Can you imagine that with John the Baptist? Just as an example. Clearly someone who was, grew up in the home of a high priest was clearly going to be trained up and raised up in order to eventually become a high priest one day. But he leaves all of that behind to go live out in the wilderness.
1: Mm-hmm. And eat locusts and wild honey. <laughs>
0: right, and live off locusts and wild honey. Mm-hmm. And baptizing. Something that had never been done in that manner before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then look at his ministry. Well, also he wasn't used to do huge signs and wonders in the form of healings and and those types of miracles. However, what was, what did the Lord say about him? That he came like Elijah. Right. Yes. Yes. That that's what his ministry reflected. Which is huge. That says a lot. But also, look at what the Lord did. He established him. The multitudes came out to him. To listen to him. To hear the words that he spoke from the Lord. And also to repent and be be baptized.
1: Mm -hmm. And Some came to scoff as well. No doubt, as they do. mm -hmm.
0: As people who are in opposition to the Lord do. However, do you think that what he would have had the same outcome if he tried to take things, matters into his own hands, and operate off the playbook that would have been handed down to him by his own natural father?
3: Hmm. No. Mm-mm.
1: Oh, he—you
0: see his trust, his dependence, his faith in the Lord. Also, and as a type and shadow of Christ, right to do things uh, and all the works that were predestined for him to do on the destiny track for his life so that in the same way as jesus said that the father is glorified now i've heard it said before um and i I forget which i'll say for lack of a better way to phrase it famous you know preacher or teacher said it uh, god's not looking for what you can do for him he's looking to see what you will allow him to do through you. Mm. And there's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yes. So will we do the latter? Will we allow him to work in and through us instead of always trying to, through our own efforts, do what we think the Father wants instead of just actually doing what he wants and allowing him to use us for His glory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyone else? I promise we still going?
2: Oh think. yes. And very quickly, um, the Lord also brought me to First Corinthians thirteen, and Mommy Ashley was saying that the man of God he was just looking for what pleased his flesh, and how if you read from verse four to verse eight. I'm sorry, through verse Mm 7, it talks about what love is and Mm -hmm. how if you don't really have those things and it has to be displayed towards the Lord, Mm -hmm. then you won't be able to do exactly what the Lord wants you to do. Mm -hmm. But Charles, did you have something?
3: Mm. Not really, but... Okay, now I got it. Okay. All right. (laughs) right. So what the Lord, he was reminding me of... Um, we have been talking about how with the Holy Spirit and with the Lord, how we have to cling to him, essentially cling to him all the time and be always careful that we don't get out into our own flesh. You can see something here. Um, dad, you're talking about referring to the same playbook and the Lord reminded me of how I thought there was a simple formula. If I do this, Lord, then this is going to occur. Or if I do these one actions, Lord, now I'm going to receive this and how the Lord had to remind me of. In our own lives we have to be willing for the lord to bless us in the way and manner he wants to bless us Mm -hmm. we're not all supposed to be looking for the same thing like we're not supposed to be looking for the blessings or the to occur in the manner that paul saw them but the lord has something unique for each and every one of us in our own lives Mm -hmm. and that's something that you can see paul was very aware of he wasn't expecting his ministry or his life to look like everybody else's where it was ducks and roses essentially and everything was just going fine he was looking for the reward as the lord wanted him to have it mm-hmm. he saw it in the light that the lord wanted he saw his life as one of good not constantly focusing on all the trials and tribulations he had a power through and saying oh lord if you haven't been as good to me as you are to peter mm-hmm. but he saw the goodness in that every situation that the lord had him in
1: amen and he looked for the well done from his lord and savior mm-hmm. more so than from the comforts of of life and on and the praises of mankind
0: yes yes Um, i like that you you looked at you stated that we were looking for a formula right yes well most formulas tend to take the lord out of the equation Mm -hmm. and as you were saying it ends up or we end up operating out of the flesh when that happens but i'll give you a formula because the lord is absolutely and everywhere throughout the equation. We have to do the same thing that Jesus did as our pattern example. So, because of the relationship that he had with the Father, which denotes that we also should have a relationship, he sought the Lord for everything as to what to say and what to do. And then he went and said it, or did it, how and when, as in the perfect timing, that the Heavenly Father wanted it done. Yes. So we want simple formulas? That's the simplest of formulas. It comes down to will we do it? Will we follow it? Mm -hmm. And yes, the Lord is there throughout every area and aspect of that formula.
1: Mm -hmm. So walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lesson. Amen. (laughs) Amen.
0: There's the formula. There you have it. Simplified. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so there's a lot in there. How about we close there for today? And with that, can I get a volunteer to lead us in prayer? I will. All right, the Charles.
3: Lord, we just thank you for the direct relationship we can have with you, Lord, and that you speak to us directly, Lord, and that we just thank you that we are your children, Lord, and that you are our fathers, Lord. And, Lord, we just thank you that we have your Holy Spirit, Lord, and Jesus dwelling on the inside of us, Lord, and that he leads us into success in all areas and aspects of our life, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: In Jesus'
1: amen. almighty name we pray, amen.
0: And Amen. We love you. God bless you. and Have a wonderful day.
1: Want to know more
2: about A Day of Prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on Connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says and subscribe.